0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything on the side of the freeway. I haven't either. And welcome to the Downfront Podcast. How's it going, guys? Woo! Yay! Super excited. We're pretty pumped. I hope you're pumped as well. We are talking about uh, a classic. I would say the fifth. Hell is for test time. It's, it's we're not doing beating the beast. I'm sorry. We wish we were, but we are talking about Transformers number five, the last night that features Mark Wahlberg. Truthfully, a bunch of other people that nobody seems to care about in this movie. Uh, but before we it's get a into the... at
1: its
0: best. exactly before we get into the actual feature film, I'm interested to see uh, hey, uh Brown What you uh what you sipping on? What you been watching? Uh, I am sipping on cool refreshing H2O to get hydrated again after a long weekend
1: of celebrating America's birthday so uh, and what I've been watching is I went out and saw Cars 3 it's the first (laughs) Pixar film that I saw in the theaters ever since Monsters Inc (laughs) which may surprise people upsets me yeah and I would say my big win for it is Pixar's technology seems to get better and better every single movie they go out and make and like there's moments in this movie where it looks, it kind of treads on Candy Valley of has the CG gotten so good that it looks almost realistic Uh, and I would say the big loss for this is the plot is very generic compared to other Pixar films and it, um, it does something that It it lacks what a lot of Pixar films have which is it definitely helps open up an audience's eyes to a certain uh, perspective or culture behind it where with Cars films you have this incredible chance to kind of like get people more interested in car culture and, and racing culture and it really never goes into that at
0: all so if I was going to give it a grade I would give it a C well, okay. I mean, a, a bit yeah. low, but that's alright. I know you haven't seen the other two, so hopefully you have a chance to go and watch cool. those two. Well, I'd
1: say one thing about this movie is I felt like I didn't need to see the other two to
0: understand <laughs> the they're pretty straightforward characters. So. Uh, number one was really good, though. So, I would I would say that one, or uh, Cards 1. Yeah. Cool. Well, of course, and as always, thanks for having you on. Uh, I'm always interested in kind of seeing your beautiful face, my friend.
1: Thank you.
0: Good too. Uh, I have the shredder in the building, Mr. Mike. How's it going, Mike? Wow. What's happening, dudes? Just uh, out?
1: nice
2: to be here. Oh, good. Uh, for maybe the second time? Nah,
0: not at
1: all. We might
2: do it a third oh, if we're really please lucky. Please, <laughs> lucky. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I right now I'm sitting here drinking this El Goose. 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 It's one of those multiple choice question right there. Really solid, honestly. Uh, it wasn't expecting this. It uh, has lime and sea salt in beer, and usually I'm not. I'm staunchly against that, but this does it. And it's pretty solid. Um, I've seen two movies as of late. Uh, the first one was It Comes at Night. Uh, which I thought was overhyped as a horror movie. <laughs> um, I think the, the, the advertisements made it seem like it was going to be like kind of a po- post-apocalyptic scary movie, and it really wasn't. It was like this weird little character film uh, that I think would have been great as like a 30 to 45 minute long like cons piece. I don't think they had enough source material to get it out to an hour and a half to two hours Um, I could also see on the other side I could see where the director was going it definitely was a unique little niche film Um, it told a story without really offering any sort of explanation and it kind of was like completely nihilist why does this matter throughout the whole thing Hmm. so if you're looking for that type of film this movie will absolutely be perfect for you I wasn't so it wasn't You know, I, I probably wouldn't see it again um, if it came on on television. A movie that I would see again though. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. It is a movie called Deathgasm. And it is the tale of two teenage metalheads that find the ancient scripts to this like demon summoning death metal track. And of course, the first thing they do is take it for band practice and play the damn thing. Uh, and so obviously, summon some demons and everything goes crazy. Uh, I would say it's made by a New Zealand production company starring New Zealand actors and actresses, and it completely is just Dead Alive by Peter Jackson. Uh, The Peter Jackson. Right before he made Lord of the Rings, he made a movie called Dead Alive, and I think the the climax of it literally is in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most fake blood in any movie ever. It's amazing. (laughs) And so it completely takes... like. Every single, every single, like, kill is completely over the top and completely unnecessary, but it's all amazing. Because it's not, like, it's graphic, but it's not, like, hostile graphic. Like, it's not torture porn graphic. Like, it's not supposed to look real. It looks ridiculous. There's just a lot of blood going everywhere. Very funny. Very enjoyable. Totally would watch it again. Cool. Plus, the whole thing's, like, underscored by, or not underscored, but, uh, Scored with like these classic heavy metal tracks um, that I myself am very into. So it was cool hearing these these songs.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm super excited to have you on. Thank I feel, you. I feel like you uh, guys some are some of my two favorite people. Uh, my name is Warren. I will be a host for this evening. Uh, the only thing that I've been I, I actually had watched, and I think it was pretty awesome that I watched it before watching Transformers. And I'm gonna get into the that a little bit later was the The Fate of the Furious, the uh, newest installment of the Fast and Furious number eight movie. Uh, I mean, this movie is it was pretty good. It was enjoyable. I mean, Kurt Russell does his thing. He's super hams it a bunch up. And I uh, don't really care too much about like anything else of this movie. I mean, it's interesting. I love I like the Rock. Oh, sorry. I do I do care. I like the Rock. Um, and I like Jason Statham in the movie. And I think it's just like a nice, fun... Like, now that I don't feel like they're taking themselves seriously anymore, that you just have a lot of fun with this movie. But, I mean, you don't have to go watch the movie to kind of get what's, what's actually happening. But at least if you've seen the other seven, you may as well just keep going in my case. Um, if I do have to give a quick grade this movie, I'd probably do like a C+. Plus. Like, nothing fancy. Um, people are probably going to grade that much higher. But there was too many things that I just had to... Uh, d- just terrible dialogue. I mean, the villain was just awful. Just a lot of things that they could have ma- easily made this movie better, especially just not taking themselves seriously. Um, I think it would have been, like, pretty cool. Um, and right now, I am sipping on some uh, Harpoon Wanamango. Wanamango. Uh, it's delicious. I, I, I think we review this... M- Beer pretty often, pretty frequently. One of my favorite sort of summer beers, definitely of the summer season. Uh, it's definitely refreshing, a little bit of bite, and one of the very very rare sort of IPAs or pale ales, very very mild that I actually do like. So I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited to see both you beautiful faces, know I'm super excited to say that if you haven't seen Transformers last night, you may want to stop it here because we will be spoiling the movie and we will be sharing a lot of the thoughts. So you probably want to come back in about maybe 10 seconds or so, and then we'll be returning with our entire depth review of Transformers 5, The Last Night. See you soon. We'll be talking about the Transformers the last night. You know, I'm super pumped because I'm going to flat out say that this was a bad movie. And I'm pumped to talk about some of the criticisms because I don't really like... I don't really like... You should never pull your phone out even when in the movie theater. But A, I was practically the only person in this theater... And B, I just could not let some of these criticisms go away, so I made a huge list. Before we get into those criticisms, though, I do want to focus on... There's some positives. Not, uh, not every movie is awful and terrible and like gets a zero. You've done some stuff because you signed your name at the top. So, Brylin, what would you say is your uh, biggest sort of win of this movie? Uh,
1: I would say, overall,
0: um,
1: my biggest win is the human actors seem to have a lot of fun with the characters they were given. Uh, especially Mark Wahlberg. This is the second Transformers movie he's been in. And he's definitely a notch above uh, Shia Booth's character in the previous three Transformers movies. Uh, he just definitely seems to enjoy who he's playing a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my big shout-out would be to Anthony Hopkins. He seemed to um, just take a day off from filming Westworld and walk onto a (laughs) and just ham it up with exposition and try to make some sense out of this movie. Uh, And it's maybe the only time you'll ever hear him say punk-ass bitch. (laughs) That's always a cool thing. That was definitely a first
2: in his career. Definitely one of the best moments. Does he know what those words mean? I don't know he yeah, He makes him
1: sound good I'm Ron <laughs> <laughs> Um but I'll just say like, another good word for it is they introduce a new
0: transformer called Cogman who's the uh, he's kind of
1: like the assistant to Anthony Hopkins character uh, and he's played by the voice of Jim Clark who was the butler Mr. Uh, Carson on Down Abbey and so it's very fitting that he's playing a kind of a butler character here. But uh, he probably gets the best moments in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely say I'm going to lead into that is like uh, Really, the biggest only win that I do have is Cogman's uh, character. They uh, even talked about he's a psychopath slash sociopath. He's a transformer that has a bit of a personality issue maybe going on. Um, and they talk about it to the point where him jumping across the screen and maybe when I... Like choke out Jaeger um, Mark Wahlberg's character for some strange reason or he just beats the hell out of fish for some also strange reason who knows these things Um, I was thoroughly enjoyed by this character this entire time him on the screen and I think one of the best moments I think of the movie was when Oh, again, Anthony Hopkins has this huge exposition dump, and he's, uh, Cogman's just really hamming up the orchestra and singing in the background and just really breaking the moment and making, trying to make, make it seem as if it's not as funny, or, excuse me, it's not as serious, there we go, so... I thought that was a very um... scene where he's like playing the organ. Yeah, 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 yeah that, was that was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I didn't say orchestra, organ. Yeah. So the, yeah, it was that, singing that, too that was like
2: that, a woman's okay. voice. So fun.
0: That, that was a fun moment. <laughs> that was a moment in which I'm like, oh, man, I, I wish that uh, more of this movie was like that moment because there are good things in this movie. Hmm. Mike.
2: Yeah, that was that was absolutely hilarious. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I've had a you know, uh, a a day or two to <laughs> reflect on this movie. Uh, Cogman was pretty much just um what is his name? Niles Crane from Hellboy. You know the actor that plays Niles Crane?
1: Oh, Abe Sapien?
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was na- Abe Sapien from Hellboy. I can see that. He was just like this quirky little yeah. robot thing that was kinda like weird and kinda British. Um I still thought he was fun. He's by far the best character in this movie. Yes. Um, I would expand. I liked how they went in it, and uh, kind of went with the whole Witwicky name and Witwickin. Like, that was kind of a cool way. I- I'll give a disclaimer. I haven't seen Transformers 2 through 4, uh, so I don't know if they touched on this in any other movie, but yes. um, I thought it was cool to tie it back to a star that clearly left on weird terms. Yeah. Like,
0: clearly they thought they'd have a franchise star, and then that just didn't work out for him. Yeah. I mean, they in the previous movies, they just talked about his name, and his name was Sam Witwicky. That was, that was it. Right. I mean, they talked. They said Witwicky a lot, and people made a lot of jokes, so they couldn't pronounce it, they got really old after three movies, but that was, like, the biggest thing.
2: But, yeah, they came in and said, like, oh, cool, this is,
0: like, the descendants of, uh, not Marilyn." No, Merlin, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, was. Was, no so like the descendants of Merlin Oh wait. I yeah, because like, it was the girl. The old, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right yeah. right. yeah,
2: so it was uh so like randomly even though he was still alive, right? Or did he die? They said he was she was the last Witwicken, so I don't know. Yeah. That part didn't make any sense. <laughs> but I did <laughs> You're gonna hear that a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> but the, but I did like how they brought it back and even showed a little picture of him sitting on the mantel there. Um, there was CGI in this. Not all of it looked terrible. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I got some athletic, uh, you know, like competition coming up later, so I gotta get a get a good stretch in right now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so the CGI wasn't all terrible, honestly. Besides those two things, the best thing about this was I listened to a new Rebecca Black single. It it was alright, she's had better songs Not including Friday She honestly has, like, she turned her life around I'll soapbox, because this is probably going to be the big section of our wins uh, right now Um, Is the fact that this young lady went over And all the, you know, tens of people that listen to this podcast uh, Truthfully, check it out Um, She took Friday and started a YouTube channel And basically made it like a Hey, I've had the entire world making fun of me and this is how I dealt with it. And this is how other young people can deal with the problems that they're going through. Because mm. in the end, it's not that big of a deal. I made a terrible song when I was 14. I'm older now. And this is how I worked through it. Uh, and she still sings. And truthfully, it's like pretty decent pop music. It's never, because of the name, because of the marketing behind it, my guess is she'll never have like a charting hit. Yeah. Because it's, it's you know, you can't really, you can't market rip- Rebecca Black, because everyone's like, oh yeah, the Friday girl, not listening to that. Um, but it's it's pretty solid stuff. And I mean, the girl can actually sing, it sounds like. Either that or whoever did the auto tune on her or Melodyne is remarkably better. I sure. um, All right, check it out. Good stuff. Cool. What are we talking about again? Oh, Transformers? We- <laughs> yeah, Transformers. Transformers? Yeah, that's the Transformers.
0: This is small, <laughs> digress. But, yeah, uh, yeah, So, I mean, we went through some of our wins, which was very, very short. And, um, Let's let's get in to talk about some of the uh, criticisms here. I know I have a list. I'm going to go down my list of exactly a checklist of what was happening in this movie. Um, I think Brylon's going to start us off because he has a pretty good sort of uh, first approach. Uh, and then me and uh, Mike are going to go finish it off. So, Brylin? Uh Yeah, I mean, it just boils down to what the fuck was this
1: movie about, <laughs> seriously? I mean, there's... It's just random ass scenes happening every single moment. You have a dragon. You're in the middle of medieval ages. Uh, Megatron just comes out of the blue and is like, "Hey humans, give me my boys," and they just like say, "Okay, sure, why not." Yeah. And then there's Quintessa, and she's in it for all of two scenes. She's supposed to be the big bad guy, uh, and it's it's just a clusterfuck of just scene after scene. Like, even the action doesn't seem to make any damn sense at all. And Optimus Prime is, I don't know, he's got a big-ass chip on his shoulder now, so he's not really a good person. He's just an asshole for the most part. I think
0: it's brainwashed oh, think for about so three does. seconds. No, he gets brainwashed for the entire movie.
2: He gets brainwashed for the entire movie, but it doesn't actually pay off. Like, he's brainwashed meeting other people for four seconds. And then they're like, you're a good person. Prime's just like, I'm a good person. They're like, we should go beat the bad guys. Prime's like, yeah, let's go beat the bad guys. Follow me!
0: Yeah. What? (laughs) Somehow Bumblebee got his voice box back. question, Mark, because we're not sure how. We don't.
1: Uh, I mean, I think some of the ba- worst things about this is the movie like kind of wants to start off in a good place. Like you meet this uh, young girl uh, and a group of kids that she stumbles on, and she's kind of like, I mean, it's a it's a different era. Like there's this militarized force that hunts down transformers. There's people living in blown up Chicago, and they're just kind of helping the Transformers either hide or they're just trying to survive in these war-torn areas. And she comes off as a badass. And then you don't see her through the, in, in the movie in any substantial way until the very end. And she's really not that big of an impact. It's like a big middle finger to the audience Yeah, with who this character is.
0: I need to go back and watch these trailers to see if she's in these trailers oh, a she's lot. All oh, she's uh, all over Yeah. Yeah.
2: She just and then she yeah she just disappears for like the middle hour of the movie. At least
0: it's better than the kids in the middle in the beginning who disappear for the entire. Well, hour. no, but
2: those they were fine. Those kids were clearly just like a set up how cool and badass she is, mm-hmm. and and like literally her return doesn't make a difference. No, at all. It does. At all. There's nothing about her being in that movie that works.
0: I mean, I, I I I agree. You're absolutely correct.
1: And I yeah, I, I usually don't. That first scene and her friendship with uh, Canopy is good. And then after that, after Canopy dies, there's nothing. It's just like, what am I here for? Like,
0: I don't know. <laughs> oh, this is a good scene. Oh shit! Oh, no, it's it's, it's like,
2: like she yeah. almost could have been like the the group of little kids to Jaeger. But well, they already introduced Jaeger in the last movie, so like we knew who his character was. So you don't need an introduction scene. Yeah. My brain's hurting. Trying to like, if rationalize she, if that. She,
0: if she was chosen as the last night, and it was flipped between her role and Jaeger role, and... Jaeger his... wasn't the last night. It was the chick. no. No. Was no, the Jaeger movie? was a last night. The chick was a decision. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but
2: they, they, they but the mythology I, was all over the place. it's like, it's I like know. why do we need the last night if we if we have Merlin over here? But like apparently Merlin's not good enough for Yeah, yeah bro. sorry, yeah. I, 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 I Rylan, yeah, anything I, else? Uh yeah. Um I mean the accent, I mean this movie is
1: almost three hours long. And each act is more exhausting after another. <laughs> like, and it's not in a good way either. Like, I actually felt like I was having tension headaches coming out of this movie. Yeah. Just because every single act felt longer and longer. And it's just, uh, you're seeing shit on the screen, but none of it is coherent enough to be compelling at all. It's just, uh random-ass explosions and you see pieces of metal being flown about and everything. Um, Apparently, Bumblebee's immortal now. I mean, he could be pulled apart and then come back together and it's no big deal.
0: Where did that come from? He's the strongest transformer ever now. Yeah. Um, He also doesn't get hurt. Which is weird.
1: He doesn't get hurt at all. No. Uh, And what surprises me the most about what makes this movie bad is that it feels like just whoever anybody that was behind making this movie just felt like they didn't give a shit and in the past like the worst Transformers movie which is Revenge of the Fallen there's some things like yeah I mean it's got some blatant racism some awful stereotypes in it's Transformers Uh, you got a big Transformer with clanging balls walking by Um, but this movie it's more just like that action that they built up and making things look amazing and over the top is it just feels boring and lifeless and there's nothing compelling at all about this uh, movie. And the biggest sin of all is that they bring back a Transformer disguised as a human being which I think is just the biggest cardinal sin that any Transformer can have. So... That's yeah. always totally unacceptable
0: as well. And they did it already, and it didn't work. They did something that didn't work, so they're gonna redo it again. Not to the same degree,
2: but still. But this time, it might. It goes back to that or scene in Arrested Development where Tobias is given this long monologue about how. Uh, what is it? Like, an open marriage never works for any sort of relationship ever. And, like, everyone who tries it inevitably ends up getting divorced. But this one time, me and you, Lindsay, should try it. It's it's like, it's the entire movie was like, my God, you know this doesn't work. You've tried it before, it failed, and
0: now, why are we here again? But once again, I have seen all these movies in the theater. So I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I put myself What, is, what, what do
2: we say in pre-pro is like, Out of the five movies, I think they have two in the top 15 highest-grossing films of all time. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: cool. They're printing money. Uh, uh, Somebody loves them somewhere. Clearly. I mean, definitely, probably overseas. But, uh, I mean, going into my particular kind of criticisms, uh, I'm literally just going to read off my list. And I have a couple other sort of things to add. Uh, what the fuck did I just watch? This is my first question. I had to make a list of some of the dumb shit that happened in this this movie, so bear with me. Uh, y'all want to see some dead robots? Hmm? The fact that you know what? I'm just gonna leave that line there because it was that it was that. in that movie, the movie opened up with this line. So I'm like, are you trying to? What? Who are you? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, as much as I love this guy as an actor, Stanley Tucci, come on! The fact that you're a drunken Merlin dude, and you were just in the fourth movie as a completely different character, definitely means that somebody did not read the script there, or no one gave a shit. Because yeah, he was how can you leave the, How can you? When I want to think back to other like film
2: series. I think Marvel has had two actors or actresses that have played other bigger speaking roles, and I guarantee I don't think either of you two can name those two characters right now. Yeah, Chris No, the Fantastic Four doesn't count.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that should though.
2: No. So there's there's two characters, and I'll give it to you because it's absurd. They had uh, was it Maria Dillard. From Luke Cage, mm-hmm. she was um, or Mariah. Right. Was uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she played the lady in Civil War. That's like my son's dead. That's the same actress. Okay. And then yep. the other one is even more obscure. The like the secondary main character from Agent Carter is a police officer with one line in Avengers. Yeah, that's, that's it. Like you're telling me that after fourteen movies, uh, four like episodic TV shows, uh, five what four seasons of Agents of the Shield, and then two seasons of Agents of Agent Carter, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get two major like crossovers that no one could name, anyways. Get out of here! If you're having Stanley Tucci play in consecutive movies, two separate, can- like, come on! That's it. All it takes is one, one casting agent to be like, "Yeah, I think he was in the last one. Maybe we should rethink this." Maybe we should watch the movie. But Michael Bay just comes in and just like lights off an M80, and it's just like
0: Fourth of July, mofos. I mean, as long as there was a, dr- <laughs> like and the- I'm surprised, brylan uh, I uh, mentioned this uh, when we chatted before of. Uh, as long as, you know, he brings a dragon who doesn't breathe fire, guys, that dragon just rolls yeah. around. That dragon straight <laughs> just rolls, roll, up like rolls around dog. on people to try to kill people. Very strange you don't use your fire, but you know what? I'm not I'm not going to judge you. Um, really? Another King Arthur movie? Come on now. We're good. Uh, 13, <laughs> min- 13 minutes in, I already wanted to. I literally looked at my watch and was like, I cannot believe this movie is almost three hours. Not feeling okay with that, uh, but possibility for a Westworld crossover. It was almost there. It basically could have been there. Uh, seriously, can you get someone else to look like Megan Fox? I thought so. Clear? I read an. I thought I read an article. Apparently, I didn't because this wasn't
2: true. I thought I read an article saying that Megan Fox was like finally coming back, and for the first like twenty minutes, that character was in the. I was like. Megan Fox looks completely different. Yeah,
0: she's British now. It's kind of strange.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought I was like, I was like again. Well, but Stanley Tucci being in this was like, okay, maybe they just don't care about continuity at all. Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah, it wasn't Megan Fox. Nope. But it looked exactly. It like looked exactly like it. Like Very strange. Very strange. Um, so I think we should play a drinking game. Probably in this opening, maybe 15, 30 minutes of it. Uh, every time that you hear the word dragons, you should probably take a shot, because I'm pretty sure you'll probably be dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> it's a call good it way a- to kill our audience base. Oh, it- absolutely. But do it. And then tweet me and let me know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call it down that Transformers and Fast and Furious is going to have a crossover. It's going to be awesome, because it's all about family. F- family. Uh, seriously, was Squeak supposed to be Wally? Because I was pretty upset with that. Cause, I got the BB-8 feel yeah. from it. I mean, more BB-8, especially with Rey, and they have that one. Yeah. They have like, a it's lot of like Star Wars in fans. Hand, they even yeah. called out C-3PO as being uh, um, uh, Codman. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is uh, very strange. Uh, the Suicide Squad intro...
1: more film time than his owner, or his friend.
0: Yeah. It doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, yeah. The Suicide Squad intro... Out of all the movies to try to replicate, that was probably not a good one. That no, was like three fourths of the way
2: through yeah. the movie. Yeah. Like, just out yeah. of nowhere. Are,
0: Boom. First of all, who are these random ass Decepticons? They are not real. Uh, last time I checked, and you're now introducing them in the fifth movie in? Where were they the first four movies? Who knows? Uh, so, I, I'm just going to keep on going. It's weird when they try to use deception on a particular higher performing being called Decepticons pretty sure that plan is not going to work out uh, The uh, going back and like fast forward into Anthony Hopkins hotel the random people that were cleaning that was that was very strange <laughs> I'm not sure about that not sure why they waited until five movies in to make a universe of these stories or tying them all together but you know I, I, what can you say don't think I did not catch the fact that uh, Totoro Jonathan Totoro yeah,
1: yeah. John Dude, John yeah. Turturro
0: was uh, facetiming a rotary phone to Anthony Hopkins. I caught that. <laughs> it was pretty bad. You should at least use some sort of transformer because you're in Cuba. It, uh, you know, what? I'm not even going to go there. How much racism that was there? But we just gonna leave that for right now. Uh, how many times does the pyramid have to be destroyed? I understand that it was a callback to an old movie, but the it's only like, thing
2: it's like the easiest thing. It's oh, one of the seven yeah. Seven, well, but it's Chicago. like even older. It's like the seven <laughs> national wonders of the world. The only one left standing is yeah. the pyramids. It's like, oh,
0: I guess we'll destroy that yeah. show
2: we're really giving it, it to humanity.
0: I mean, poor Chicago. They'll never have a chance yeah. to rebuild. <laughs> just, just, just lame. I, I
1: mean, give it credit for, like, actually keeping the destruction from the last movie. So, right? Chicago's not rebuilt from the ground,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Why is the, quote-unquote, head scientist that was a scientist of no name, I think we distinguished that he didn't actually have a, a, a name in the movie, given a, a speech about Jiffy Pop to a bunch of room full of scientists? <laughs> that was weird. Uh, I think they all get the analogy of what's going to happen to the Earth, but alright. Um, Busterwood. They have some great cardio in this movie, because man, can they run. And every scene that they were sh- full out sprinting, I'm like, my goodness, how long did it take them to do this? those takes? Uh, and then the last thing I have is that, that slingshot though, at the end. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> I was literally laughing out loud in the theaters when that happened. Uh,
0: I sat there and was like, this, that is the worst. Why? And it was all just terribly CG'd it was just so bad yeah. uh, I guess my last thing is guys what did this uh, what does this uh, Merlin's staff what did that do? it controlled the dragon no
1: it didn't though well at the beginning you controlled the dragons yes so then, yes you're onto something but then but then at the end you didn't really need it to control <laughs> the dragons right oh, yeah, they you didn't have to yeah. it also stopped Cybertron from destroying her Something, <laughs> <laughs> but but did it though? Yeah, because
0: they, they knocked it out. I don't. I don't know. They took I it mean, out, but then Optimus took hurts. it. Yeah, uh, my my brain, my, my brain. See, I'm, this this would be an I mean, optimal. It, it
1: only works whenever someone that's related to Marlon holds
2: it. That's all. Oh all okay. yeah. yeah, but also Quintessa could just use it too. Yeah. Well, I guess she designed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes the mother of Cybertron, or something. Is she actually the mother
1: of Cybertron? Is she the actual creator? Yeah, yeah. I think
2: she was the creator. They were saying that.
0: Well, they said it, but
2: I feel like I feel like this. So I know we're starting the whole YouTube thing uh, for like going in on it for this one. I feel like we needed more though cuz the amount of shocked stupid faces that the three of us have been giving to each other has been absolutely priceless. Like one person is just like, "Yeah, but what about like the staff?" And and then you see everyone else trying to rationalize it. You think this would be getting knocked out like day 2 in a production meeting.
0: But well, I guess nobody asked that question. I guess nobody asked that question. No one asked any question. But they focus so much on the voice box that he is a voice that's a woman that he doesn't really like, so he throws it away and then magically gets his voice box back. That voice box really upsets me because that, I think, honestly, was the only thing that tied all these movies together, was the fact that he damaged his voice box. That was from the first movie. He had to learn how to talk through a car radio and. Really weird things to now he finally gets his actual voice back, but we have no idea how he got it back, so yeah. then it just doesn't make it. It like literally just shits running, on all the rest bad of the movie. Um, uh, Mike, criticism,
2: yeah. I mean, so they took a movie that was basically robots punching other robots and made it like let's say less than desirable. How do you <laughs> mess that up? How do you mess that up? You don't have to have a plot you don't have to have a good characters the cgi can be adequate i all i have to do is just not hate all those things and then let robots punching robots take over yes also why was it nearly two hours long three hours long yeah I was like, it three was, it was like it like there's no need for that it it. i remember checking my my phone and being like wow when is this movie over
0: <laughs> Uh, they didn't need anything to do yeah. with a title card that says The Dark Ages. Cut all that out. Oh, yeah. We don't need to see Merlin. We can get that information from you just progressing and starting the story with the Isabella character, I believe. or if that's... You don't need Isabella. Yeah. You don't. Even just with the of Jennifer Lopez. But, like, start there. Reveal that, oh, the, the big reveal of this movie was... Oh, The Last night actually has to do with The Knights of the Round Table. Oh, and this is The Descendant of Merlin. Oh my gosh, that's 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 way more interesting. Well, there's at least no, I, it. You
2: know, as Susie said that, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But at the same point, it's like, well, but they never built on that in any other movies so that it'd be an out-of-the-blue connection. But at the same time, who cares? Because yes. none of the rest of the movie made any well, sense. But, but at I least
0: was... they, they did mention, like, The Man of the Moon, like, the landing of the uh, on the moon itself... There was big things in each one of those... Mo- uh, probably not the first one. But there was, like, a couple of things in the movie. Like, they did the man- the, the moon landing. They did the pyramids. They did the uh, ancient times with, like, dinosaurs and stuff. And then they did one movie. I can't remember what else happened. Yeah. So, they are at least talking about historical things that happened in history. Kind of. Like, stretching it out historical a bit. Historical things that happened in history. Right? <laughs> Write that down, bro. So, I mean... Yeah. It's not unheard of to make this movie like a almost a a kind of a mystery movie, over trying to figure out and like solve the mystery of what's the connection between this random thing that comes down out of the sky and like die. First of all, this this transformer who crashes his ship, who's supposed to be one of the guardians of the relic. Why aren't you in the tomb under, <laughs> under under? Yeah, why aren't you down there too? Where? W- I don't know where that one came from, at all. Cause and yeah. also, did did Optimus get hurt in this movie? No, I don't know. He I caught know. the most amount of damage like any other Transformer, and yet this dude did not get hurt at all.
1: They they fucked. Optimus Prime in this movie, like well, mentally. I mean, if there if there was if there was one thing that was like a saving grace in the first three films, just like you had Peter Cullen, original voice of Optimus Prime, being Optimus Prime, and he had a lot of dialogue which was those Optimus Prime moments, saying Autobots, roll out, and being a leader, roll yeah. out. And, I don't think they said that about Nine, like, the value of uh, life is more than just the Transformers and humans. It's everybody. And in the fourth movie, he kind of has a chip on his shoulder and is kind of not trusting humans anymore, which they kind of build up a good thing is because they have this secret agency hunting down Transformers. So yeah, don't trust humans, but humans have to win back that trust of the Transformers. And in this movie, it's just like, Alright, I flew up to outer space, and then I got frozen somehow and can't move, and then I got caught by this weird lady transformer that brainwashed me in three seconds, and then I come back, trying to kill everybody, but now I turn out I'm good, and I'll say something nice at the end, and that's it. I was like, why waste the original voice actor of Optimus Prime like that? It, you
0: know, it doesn't make any I sense.
2: I, Yeah, the timeline was all screwy. The, um... I Didn't they, like, try and avoid saying Autobots roll out? But, like, that works in Avengers 1 and Age of Ultron. Again, go back to other big running, like, series. When, like, because they have never said Avengers Assemble. But you've already said Autobots roll
0: out. Like, yeah. there's no reason to avoid saying that. There's no... We, we Unless that saying is trademarked. Because, truthfully, only one person has been saying it. Yep. Yeah. So who said it? Well, is uh, is uh, Optimus a different voice this this movie? It's no. still, oh, same you know, guy same person same character it, it's it, it doesn't matter who voiced it. Guys, it's I'm like, trying to put some logic in here. I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, so uh, there's, there, there's absolutely no logic to this movie. Like in Age of Extinction, you have the Galatron version of Megatron which actually transforms by these Polygon
0: cube R- Stop and it! And now this movie, he's back to Megatron hey, from the first movie. Hey, stop it! Don't do that. The fourth movie didn't count apparently, so we just skipped. We 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 just skipped a couple movies
2: here. So spe- speaking of just like other things, like do the tone switch? You alluded to this earlier with like the Suicide Squad intro, but like they literally went from like uh, like a young teenager movie with a cool teenage character to like a war movie to at the end it was like an alien invasion type movie like it was all they had tropes from all these types of movies in like half hour chunks somehow and they they were able to do this because they had four million characters that the only one that i can remember their name for besides like the main two characters was uh general mo Shower. Who, that's literally his name that's literally the actor it's like, oh it's like oh cool uh, meet General Brad Pitt it's like
0: and it's it's just Brad Pitt like give me a break um I'm also gonna in, that general has also died in the f- previous film
2: yeah and this brought him back with no in,
0: they just brought
2: back. It no. Says no, one. no one
0: gave a shit. they generals as well.
2: So, like, also, I don't know. I just thought. It just didn't know where I wanted to go. There, there was, like, a bunch of. At the end, then that, like, the alien invasion part that I was talking about, but, like, there was, like, these weird, oddly motivational, like, you can do it type lines, but it just didn't work. Like, cut the motivational bullshit it doesn't matter we dude just punch another robot i don't care like i'm not watching transformers 5 to get like a life lesson which granted i watched transformers the animated series and at the end of every episode they had life lessons but you know what i didn't waste three hours of my life watching one little thing just to get like you should be nice to your friends maybe share your toys sometime also, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously. i also introduced hot rod in this movie, so I'm wondering if they introduce <laughs> Rodham Miss crime in the next movie. Uh, I'll
0: probably still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, um, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I am definitely watching the next movie in theaters. I'll be the first one there. And I'm probably, I mean, guys... It could win the next Oscar.
2: It Suicide should. Squad won, so I mean, so, we have no idea.
0: Lasting thoughts in grades?
1: Uh, I'm gonna give it an F plus. It only gets a plus Ooh. because it's like one hair above what Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen was. There, <laughs> but but it's still just an abominable mess.
0: You know, I'm going to give this great... I'm going to give this movie a D minus. And the reason what? why is this is a training movie to, to look at this movie and said, Hey, don't do this in this movie. Whether it's characters, whether it's dialogue, whether it's tone, whether, whatever you need to do as upcoming like, young filmmakers, or even older filmmakers for that matter... Watch this movie and say, oh, okay, I see that somebody did this. This is how it doesn't work. So, it can be used as a learning opportunity. But don't go watch this movie. Don't wait. Go. If it's free, go on there. If you have, like, a coupon for this movie, feel free. Take some some money off. Take a coup. You'd be good. But other than that, don't pay for this movie.
2: I I would disagree with that. So, I give it an F. I... I was like vaguely thinking about passing it and then I was like no cuz you know out of Wonder Woman which I I thoroughly enjoyed and then we're going to do Baby Driver which is getting good reviews and Spider-Man which is coming up which is also getting good reviews. Yes. And I have like a suspicion we might enjoy those movies. Um I d- I wanted to make those grades look better by results. And so I was like nope. I have to fail this movie. This was an awful, awful movie that was way too long. Um, I didn't almost realize that it was unanimous, which y'all you changed your grade. I did. I, mean, I, I looked down, I looked down and saw all F's, and I was like, oh cool. I, I guess I was just with the crowd on this one. I
0: may have to redact my grade and then give it an F because I also have this movie deserves an F. I was trying to be hopeful. I was trying to be the last. Knight. It's not.
2: It's not like a redeeming characteristic to be like a cautionary tale. I I think that the room is a cautionary tale, but it's like one of my favorite movies.
0: Yeah,
2: that was, that it's was. it's literally like one of the. No, Paranormal Activity is still the absolute worst made movie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. But it's still, somehow the room was like. It just had
0: that charm to it. That's yeah. just like. Uh, I would I would judge this fairly and also give this an F. I'm sorry, not sorry. Uh, Brylin, where can you find where you work?
1: Uh, you can find me uh, doxing Michael Bay on Twitter at Bryland B R I L U N D. Because uh, we should all let him know what we think of his movies.
0: Yes, yes, we should. <laughs> Uh, so, Bradley, always a pleasure. Thanks for having you. I'm re- super, super excited for our next couple of reviews. We're doing Baby Driver and Spider-Man, so stay tuned for that. And I'm really excited to uh, have your uh, voice on that one.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, Mr. Shredder, where can you find more of your work? So, you can find me on
2: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, Yahoo Answers, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, LiveJournal. Yeah. Uh, under my news music or my news band, it's kind of like a half and half mix, mixture of both. Cool. Um, I heard you
0: guys have a new email.
2: We do. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, Jesse likes playing with shiny toys. Okay. Um, yeah. It's not a great email, but it's an email that I can think of right now. And my brain is so hurt. Like, I don't think that... So I'll let you in on a little secret. These emails don't actually exist. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. I don't know how many people are trying to email Jesse Rand's Love Dungeon. You know, like... But that one, I never made that. And I'd like to. If anyone can submit, potentially... Ones that we've done in the past, so I don't have to listen to our episodes again. (laughs)
0: Especially not this one, that'd be great. Yeah, so Outlook is gonna be a great resource for that. Yeah,
2: it's just, you know, just finding, and then just email us the list, because like I will make those, and then I will personally email you back from every single one of them. Uh, but but Jesse Rand doesn't like this movie At 163.com That's what I'm going with <laughs> All right. Oh,
1: because it's, it's Backed by China. Like <laughs> that. China
2: China Actually, this movie's <laughs> probably making a decent amount of money In China, but oh, whatever Probably
1: um, yeah. I looked it up, and it's almost made worldwide Almost $500 million Yeah. But it's, it's not doing well But before. yeah,
2: that's about a third of what the other ones made yeah. Like the big ones
0: About half of yeah. them and with that we shall say good night thank you so much Uh, please please feel free to find us a lot of our work is going to be online on the internet on the interwebs on all the places where you browse uh, as much as possible so we're on facebook facebook.com slash D-I-F-P that's down in front podcast spelled out um, so definitely there. We have an email, down in front of podcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube link that we're going to be putting in the show notes. to so go ahead and subscribe. We're going to have a bunch of different video teasers as well as live recordings. And we're going to really try to see if we can do our first ever like mass video recording for an upcoming review of Spider-Man. So stay tuned for that because that is going to be... Bananas. Let's see what I did there, guys. Mm. Uh, and then uh, the last one you can necessarily find us on is uh, we have Twitter. So at uh, underscore dfp. that's at underscore datafront podcast. If you don't have an iOS device, we are on Stitcher. Uh, we're all on any of the kind of the major platforms. So feel free to go hang out with us. Treat your ear holes for some beautiful, beautiful, luxurious sounds from the one and only Bryland. But maybe not this episode because it wasn't a very good movie. Uh, but with that, we yeah. will say good night, goodbye, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.